Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. Knock off your sock, knock your block off. Ready to rock for hip hop and give you an electric shock. So what not? Docs. The Docs. Welcome docks. to the Docs. I'm Kurt Robinson. And I am Aaron Battle. What's happening today? So we're talking, uh, talking to a new arrival. Carlos, Carlitos, Charlie. Straight out of Melbourne, straight out of the St. Kilda talking to us about some adventures that he's had in Australia and all over the world, stuff that he's been into, heading to Sri Lanka, Los Angeles, and involving himself in strange new ideas. Yeah, meet some interesting people at the bus stop, yep. um, friends that he met in Israel. I don't know. I, I met him because you said, I met an Australian the other night, and he loves bochos. <laughs> I said, okay, I should meet this guy. And yep. what a guy. Yeah, <laughs> no. He, he seems like he's uh, he's a little bit um, worldly. He's he's been cracked. What, yeah. That's a word. He's been cracked. <laughs> that was his words. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. He's like, um, but he also said to make sure that if you've got an open mind, to make sure that your brain's got a seatbelt because you don't, <laughs> you don't want your brain to fall out. Too many it's ideas. A, how many metaphors can you mix in? Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's great. Just hang on. Uh, yeah, so we talk a little bit about economics and, and some dependency on the Australian welfare system and some possible problems with that uh, and uh, some, yeah, some other travel stories and, yeah, it's all good. It's, yeah. No, his yeah. view on economics was good. I mean, it's good, it's good to have a familiar point of view. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good to – it's interesting to have three Australians hanging out in Mexico, so, you know, mm-hmm. another, another team member. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cool. So uh, jump on the paradiseparadox.com and, and uh, jump, jump on there and, and uh, jump up and down in your seat because you're so proud and happy that you found uh, a secret treasure buried in the internet in the clear net and uh, leave us a comment on some, some of our posts and tell us what you think and, and uh, subscribe to the newsletter and, and uh, send something, send us a million dollars by the donation page, send us a tip. Just a little bit is enough to uh, make us blow our shit. And, and uh, yeah. Just send us one dollar, but yeah. a million times. <laughs> the same dollar. Send, send it to us. Wait for yourself to receive it in the mail again when you, when you get paid for your services and then send, send it all over again. It's a cycle. We'll all get rich this way. It's money. Troll, trollonomics. Okay, and, and jump on YouTube. Press like, press subscribe on YouTube. Press dislike if you, if you really hate us that much. Uh, and uh, jump on Facebook. Like on Facebook and, uh, and uh, hold, uh, hold your mouse over the like button, press get notifications because that's going to mean you're continuously updated with, with new brain-busting ideas that we're supplying for you, injecting them straight into your brain just like an intravenous injection of morphine uh, that doesn't send you to sleep but actually wakes you up. So jump on, <laughs> jump on Twitter and uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Trouble Bubble. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at BattleAZ. Yep, 
and uh, head on over to iTunes and, and press subscribe on iTunes, press subscribe on Pocket Casts. And uh, if you're going to buy something off Amazon, head on over to the theparadiseparadox.com. Once again, press the shop Amazon link because that's going to take you through to another world, directly to the Amazon, hanging out by the river Amazon, chilling with some Brazilian big booty babes, uh, where you're going to buy some videos and books and watch some instant video on Amazon. It's just going to mean that we receive a small commission of that, just a teensy, teensy, weensy little commission to help us keep going, give us that uh, that crack injection directly into our veins. That's, uh, I don't know why it's doing that, but that's what you need to do. It's a tip. It's money. It's good. It makes the <laughs> world right. go around. Yeah. Let's get into it. What's happening, Charlie? What up, fellas? Mr. Mr. Carlos Carlito. Carlos Carlito, sí. <laughs> Me amo Carlos. Estoy australiano. <laughs> soy, soy australiano. Soy. Yes, yeah. please. It's latte, a per- please. Permanent <laughs> condition. Yeah. <laughs> soy milk. What if soy, soy milk soy was latte, actually just favor. Spanish milk introducing <laughs> itself? Um, in, like, if you want... Hmm. A soy latte. <laughs> okay. Like I'm, I'm milk. I'm soy latte. Yeah. Does that like yes. <laughs> soya? Soya. Ah, uh, soya. All right. Enough with the pleasantries. Right. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so what's what's happening, Charlie? We just we just met the other day, and uh, why don't you tell us your story about how you did. jumped we into Guadalajara? Yeah. And I mean, fucking woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my story, dude. I will start from. It'll probably not have the best um, chronological chronologia. I bet you that's how they say it. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I think so. Um, But I got to Mexico a week ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And before that, I was fucking living La Vida Loca, surfing for two weeks in Sri Lanka. Cool. Con mi hermano. Yep. Um, With your brother. See. <laughs> um, and before that, I was in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, I'm studying in Mexico. Um, in Australia, I study ambientales de ciencias or environmental sustainability. All right, um, cool. With a major in, well, it's a science degree. I think, mm. fuck, man. Unis are complicated. <laughs> They're still they got, like, what? They call it a science, but it's actually a yeah. Well, no, it's a science. It's a, a science degree. Human right? science. See, a but, social science. Um, no, but like it's a science, like a fucking scientific, right? Um, with a major in environmental sustainability hmm. and philosophy. Ah, right, cool. Um, which is, it's it's cool. It's quite cool. It's the shit that I'm into. Yeah. Um, 
And over here, I'll be studying, well, probably not any sort of environmental science stuff. I think I've gotten away with doing whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> and so I'll be studying Spanish and Mexican history. And oh, cool. potentially, I'm pretty interested in this. Um, like before I got here, I was on this tip of, of, of oh, okay, yeah. So my, my degree, <laughs> um, it's like, you know, but, but I, I deferred the, the last, the first half of this year mm. um, because the end of last year, like I was doing sweet. I, was, I mean, but I was kind of getting over it. I was kind of getting over this, like the whole uni system of like fucking, um, you know, I was getting really um, maybe disenfranchised with the whole like the the formal yeah, but study. also how how unis are run. They run as a fucking business, man. It runs an enterprise, and they've got there's this man. So one of my um, one of my uh, philosophy lecturers um, is like big time um, anti anti establishment, anti communist, really. Um, <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, and, and it's been really, really interesting because. Well, okay, having a having a lecturer mm. or a professor like that, um, it's pretty good comparison, right? Comparison to what? Well, it's like it's pretty good to to see someone that's holding those values, and then they've kind of integrated themselves into a into a system that's yeah. obviously not that. Yeah, um, and it's really interesting because he you know, openly criticizes the university system. He calls it the McDonaldization <laughs> of, um, of a institution that historically in this, you know, scholastic tradition set up by the bloody scholastic monks and, you know, whatever. Sometimes I wonder why we, why we do that. Like, why, why, do we, why do we choose to go to university to study when, you know, we're all aware that we can just study pretty much whatever we want. Like, we have access to the information now. I think, I think maybe the university, like, there is some positives to going to university. Like, I do have my criticisms of it, but there is mm. some positives. You get, I mean, I think what it's meant to do, um, like, the idea of a university is an awesome idea because it's like a whole um, conglomerate, uh, 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 whatever, coagulate, I want to say, I want to say, um, <laughs> like nope. intense sort of um, collection of people interested in knowledge. Oh, it's, it's supposed to be a, bu a bunch of people getting together and discussing ideas, like this marketplace of ideas. Or, yeah, or a, yeah. And, and, yeah then, and then a kind of, yeah, like sort of hub of connection yep. to... Um, resources and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and re research and mm, yep. yeah, and then the research like 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 researchers are educators as well. So they mm. they actually all like all the you know they're all doing research projects mm. and teaching students, mm. um, which also does run into its um, challenges, I guess, when you have someone because teaching is an art, man. It's not something that like mm. I think I think some people are. I mean, everyone can teach. But I think some people are more naturally like maybe I think you need to have empathy. To yes, be, to yes. Be an educator. Did you, do you have some sociopathic teachers? Is it what you're telling us? Man, <laughs> um, well, not so much sociopathic. Just 
fucking not there. Like, you know, like, okay, here's the slide and here's the information and... Right, right. Well, I mean, I've heard, uh, like, my buddy Dan was studying at a, at a university. He's doing, like, open university or something. And, and he said, like, when when you question the universities, like, why, why are you here or, you know, what do you do or, you know, what can you provide for us or something like that, then they're like, well, you know, the, the university actually exists for research. It doesn't exist for study. So, mm. you know, we, we pay for our research by using all of you plebs. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> well, that's a, I mean, that's how he represented it to me. So I'm, pro- I'm probably but I think, skewing that a bit. Yeah, I think, I think yep. like, I, like I, 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 I like that as an idea, but I think yeah, yeah. Um, there's also a thing that universities have become mm. as the advent of global capitalism Yeah, um, is, is become a... Um, like you, I can, you can feel this push to start um, to centralize all the um, power and information, mm. um, and um, then outsource. Yeah, because it's because it's starting to be run as a in in the, the, business, the basic business model to make profit. Yeah, it's like the, they've identified the product, and the product is that. That line on your resume that you need to say, yeah, I went to this school. That piece of fucking paper. I studied this course, which should allow me access to have this job type. And as soon as, they, as, soon as it's become like that, um, that product that everyone needs is like, you know, that requirement mm. for, for a career. And they're producing that now. So the research has kind of fallen wayside. Dude, totally. And you can feel, I, I think I can, um, I sense it with, lecturers that I've talked to that are really passionate about their shit, they feel this like the, um, <laughs> one of my lecturers, the, um, the, this philosopher, uh, philosopher, philosophy teacher, dude, legend, his name's Aaron Gare, um, who uh, is the son of Neen Gare, who wrote a pretty famous Australian book called The Fringe Dwellers. Um, which is like a 1960s book about Aboriginal people, um, but it was way ahead of its time. Anyway, he, man, he hates the administration at the university, right? And he likens them to the capos in the fucking world, in the in the concentration camps. Um, so do you know what capos are? Uh, okay, so I, I think think from what I remember, the capos were Jews that turned on their own people. Ah, so you, you're saying they're like house niggers. House niggers. Um, <laughs> or like un- Uncle Tom's. If I, I mean, yeah, uh, whatever right. way okay. I say this, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not PC. I know, but, fuck it, whatever. But like, <laughs> like a slave that's, that's gone. <laughs> I said it. A, a slave that instead of working in the field has, yeah. has established a, a reputation and a relationship with the master and, and so works in, in the house and... and Sells, but, but kind of even, sells but out even, his own people. Yeah, but even yeah, some a little bit, a little bit more um, dubious than a house nigger. Right. More like a fucking traitor. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, he was quite extreme, and I don't know. Like, I think he's trying to make sense of you know how he sees things and all that sort of stuff. And mm. um, for a bit, I was kind of caught up, and I was like, he knows everything. He's God. <laughs> um, but you know, not everyone. Everyone kind of like has to. Take the information that they see 
Mm. Um, then interpret it. It's kind of like churn it through yourself to then put your own, like we all appropriate ideas and whatever. But for a while I was just like, you've got the, <laughs> you have the ideas straight through. I think you've had a bit too much to think. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, but he um, sort of sees the administrative staff Mm. It's funny how he can just like tie these tiny little things that you think are like, you know, remedial, like a fucking chair leg into the grand metaphysical structure of the universe. <laughs> You're like, I'm, I'm this guy as like some kind of Alex Jones in the university. The reward order doing it again. You see that chair leg breaking? He's quite, he's quite laid back. And right. he's, he's, he looks like a fucking philosopher, man. He's like, Bumbling, bedhead, thick glasses, like <laughs> rocks into class, late. Like, oh, sorry, sorry. But he, um, and I think he has some really good points. Is this yeah. um, is the careerist? So these mm. these people that are only interested in furthering their own career mm. and put the blinkers on to their own moral uh, and and spiritual and all those all those kind of like you know human um traits yeah things that make us human yeah put them on hold no i've got to this is my job you know i've got to i've got to do this i've got to and like and it becomes this cutthroat fucking like um and i think that that kind of ties into the reflection of the individualist society this sort of like and this is what he's kind of arguing against is this mm. and and what i really agree with is in western culture I think there's this tendency for separation and for, for emphasis on the individual rather than the community, mm. rather than the communitarian sort of approach. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think there's, the, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with putting emphasis on the individual, but yeah. I, th I think you're r right in, like, the collective is important again uh, as well. Uh, but it, I think, uh, yeah, I think these are two separate ideas like the you know, like you're saying this idea of cutthroat business and you know you have to sell sell people out to, to get ahead or something yeah. like that i i think it can be separated from from the idea of of uh the importance of the individual yeah like individual values no and, totally yeah. i think no, yeah. yeah no i don't want to um i don't want to synonymize those two hmm. things um because it's important like they're the individual Individual rights. Individual. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's all really important. Yeah. Um, but I think there might be a bit of a, um, a consequence of, 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 of overemphasis right, right. on, on the, um, maybe um, the rights of the individual or something like that. No, not the rights. Um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like um, a, an emphasis on arrogance or something like, yeah, you have yeah. to get ahead at the expense of others rather yeah. than by helping others. See, yeah, see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think um, this, like, I actually, and, and what I'm very grateful of mm. is in my university, even though I have some, um, some criticisms of it, mm. I, was, uh, I was able and I'm able to study critiques of the university system. Mm. <laughs> you know? 
It's kind of perverse, though. In- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, but really, int- like I was, I was exposed to mad ideas, hmm. and those, and I, and allowed to process those ideas that you know um, can reflect negatively on the institution I'm being exposed to those ideas in. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a little bit of a complicated way to go around that, but <laughs> um, but I, I wonder if to like even if you're involved in that system, the the real fundamental flaws might be completely invisible to you because it's like something that everything ex- everyone accepts, like this fish in water. He can't see the water. Uh, do you think that's a, a factor? Or, or? Um, could I have an example of so the real fundamental flaws? Um, what do you mean by that? Mm, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tricky one. But like, for example, um, so yeah, we did an episode talk, talking about school uh, and not university, but more talking about, say, high school. And you have someone at the front of the room who's presenting the information and they're seen as this uh, authority. Yeah. Uh, and it's never explicitly said, but it's, it, there is this kind of implication like, yeah, what I say is right. And if you know you need to pay attention to me, uh, yeah, yeah, dictating and, the information, sort of. Yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. This within this you know this limited sphere, they're a dictator and and kind of have this control over your thoughts. And it's funny how just the layout mm. of that environment puts sets the scene for that sort of interaction. Yes. yes. Whereas sitting around in a table mm. maybe you can still have someone that leads a conversation mm. but instantly i feel just mm. thinking about that there's much more equality to it mm. um i think i think that's a good um yeah in the in the app it was like that subconscious layout or the format of just learning in you know at a time that you know they're kids so you're getting you're getting pressed out into this, you know, where we're going to of accepting, you know, and the, the whole authority idea and how we go through, and it's, it's like that's the preparation to the whole career and, and getting a job, mm. and then being set up. It's so like that, being needed. Yeah, it's like we're getting, we're getting molded, we're getting molded into you know what what's suitable for the the whole operation or the whole society. Mm. But I mean, in this case, you kind of clicked onto it, and well, I mean, it helped. They had a professor that was kind of giving it, auditioning it to the whole the whole lecture theatre. But, I mean, did you, did you find that as in your class, are there other people that kind of worked it out as well or kind of took it on board as, as strong as you have? Um, what, the concept of, like, questioning? Yeah, being able to critically think, critically, you know, critically analysing the whole situation. I think, well, I think that's what's so interesting about philosophy as a concept and... Um, to be taught not what to think, but taught how to think. Yeah, yeah. Gets so my fucking shit running there. That, that, that's the, <laughs> that, that's the, the freedom of the mind. Yeah. And, you know, once you break, like once you break that mold and you realize, you know, I am a piece of dough. I don't need to be needed anymore. I can need myself. Yeah. Then at that I'm a point. I'm with two motherfucking arms. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I want to stay soft dough. You know, let, let me. Let, let me keep my own form. Let me find my own form. 
And then, uh, I mean, did that, that help you decide, you know, I need to take a, I need to defer for a, a year, I need to go I see the world? Felt, I actually felt what kind of kicked me into this, it was like philosophy, especially in environmental philosophy. So it's really quite complicated fucking um, theories and, and this whole kind of like, it's on this, you know, these guys um, who from the philosophy department sort of teach in this, uh, they, they follow this um, dude's ideas. That fucking man, so interesting. Um, so this dude, Alfred North Whitehead, who wrote the Principia de Mathematica, like wrote the fucking, the book of mathematics, you know, like pretty, um, in like the 1920s or something like that. Um, and he, mad philosopher, um, and he kind of developed this idea of process philosophy, right? Mm. Um, which is kind of like, you know, there's all these fancy words, like, a, you know, process of becoming, you know, fucking abiotic, some shit, I don't know, there's these complicated words, um, which are useful. But I kind of, the gist I got from it was, and which Aaron kind of takes into his whole kind of like... Um, idea of the world and how it should be and how it's you know how it is now and all this sort of jazz um all these all these ideas exposure to all these really big ideas kind of like blew me open and I was yeah like, it's quite confronting as well man because it's, it's like I walk, man i walked out of quite a few classes going what the fuck oh like <laughs> um my one of my friends who I was traveling with, I was always like, she, she was like, um, I was traveling with her you know, a couple of years ago in Israel, yeah, I think Israel. Um, and she's got this saying, she's like mad, um, pessimistic humor, like kind of dark humor, okay, she's real kind of like cynical and shit. I'm like, you know. You've got to be more open-minded. Well, you guys are traveling through Israel. I don't know any friends of mine that decided I want to travel through Israel. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. it's true. It's true. Um, but she's got this, uh, this saying, like, I was like, man, you've got to be more open-minded. And this is kind of tying to the, the, the feelings that I had in, in, in uni. And she's like, yeah, but if you're too open-minded, your brains might fall out. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's, some, there's truth in that. Um, but... Also, not like to be limited by that, but to like when you are exposed to those big ideas. I was exposed to some like you know, whoa, what is you know, big stuff. You have you have this period of existential uncomfort when it's this sort of right. Thing. I I know what I think I know what you mean. This like this period where you're maybe not even sure what to believe. Yeah. Uh, you have all of your assumptions questioned and, yeah. and they don't ha- stand up to scrutiny and then you're like, whoa, yeah. I just forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, whoa, you can't prove anything. <laughs> 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 and then you're kind of like, okay, come on, I just got to chill out. Like, one plus one equals two. <laughs> uh, right. That, um, that was the first chapter of the Principia Mathematica. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, through all these ideas, one plus one will always equal two. <laughs> Except when it comes to quantum mechanics, man. <laughs> then you fucked. <laughs>
Subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and Pocket Casts. Follow us on Twitter at BattleAZ and Trouble Bubble and show your support at donate.theparadiseparadox.com. You know, yeah, I'd walk out of these classes going like, whoa, i got to go and like chill out. i got to go and meditate mm. on this shit. You know, I remember, and, and I think maybe like, you know, kind of coupled with like stress of exams or uni and stuff, it becomes this quite, like, it's quite challenging. It's challenging and it's mm. good. But then after a while, so there was one um, philosophy and then another philosophy. And then in conjunction with the kind of like, um, you know, doing this, uh, public policy stuff and, mm. and, uh, and realizing how fucking like, like uh, clunky and um, unrepresentative of what, it, what people want um, um, public institutions. You, you did this as a part of philosophy in a philo- philosophical context. No, we did. So philosophy was one, Oh, right. a few things that I studied, like okay, a few okay. subjects with philosophy, and then there was public policy as well, which is like, ah, I see. and it's, it's like the public policy um, part of my course, super fucking dry, mm. super, um, super safe. You know, it's like, ah, where, so these are the, um, these are the uh, projects that we are interested in getting grant, uh, you know, getting um, into a community and it all sounds kind of like nice, but then you've got like, okay, so what are your goals and what are your fucking da 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 And it's just like, this sounds like a fucking bureaucratic nightmare, man. It's just like <laughs> tons of, you know how government, governments always have to cover their ass for shit. Yes, so yes. So the information isn't very, it gets um, really filtered, you know? Um. I think I know exactly what like uh, that same feeling of because I, I I mainly do like business yeah. courses and doing like a master of business. There's some courses that you're like, there's no there's no point. Like this, is, I'm just, I'm doing it, and maybe maybe there were some big ideas in that that mm. I didn't quite I didn't get because I just wanted to get I just want to get it done, yeah. tick it off, and then move on. Yeah. And one of the one of these courses was like uh, corporate governance, huh. and it's it's like just do the right thing. You know, don't screw people. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but then you, you Someone's somehow, listening. somehow fucking turn that into, you know, six months worth of classes. Do yeah, you know, it's, it was like, it's a half, it's a half a year of book yeah. and it's, you, you cover things like ethics and, it, and it's, it, it's upsetting because you're like, I'm here to learn business, like the, the mechanics of, of business. And but I don't know, I guess I'm, that's fallen back into like the career part. But this is like the, the higher order thinking of, you know, when you're a director of a company, what do I need to consider? What do, I, what do we need to do? And then you talk about policies and regulation and, you know, things that you think just let people do the business. You know, why are we trying to, to limit people from being, I don't know, I guess it's trying to manage human nature. But that's and, the thing. I guess it is like, you know, because it is important, you know, you see what business, business does need to be um, – responsible and 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 the system like we studied man um this really interesting uh environmental economics in a sense of how so how to yeah how to bring the environment into the equation of economics um because 
at the moment in most, you know, whatever you call it, neoliberal economic thinking, yeah. the environment is an, uh, is an externality to how a business is run. Like the, 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 um, ah, and so this dude, um, Alfred North Whitehead called this stuff the fallacy, committing the fallacy of misplaced concreteness, um, which the fallacy of misplaced concreteness, yeah, which is when you, okay. um, when a theory like economics, right? As a theory, mm. it's a theory. It's, you know, very useful for doing what it does. Mm. Yeah. Um, but when Kind of complicated. I'm still still trying to wrap my head around it. Right? Okay. But, but when a um, when a theory becomes too detached mm. from the actual reality of things, mm. and then places it, it, it bases assumptions um, or bases the ideas on these detached concepts, yeah. mm. then it's committing the fallacy of misplaced concreteness because they're misplacing. Okay, so this is like, uh, like the the Zen Cohen or like what Bruce Lee says: if you if I point to this to the stars and you look at my finger, then you'll miss all of the heavenly glory. This is this kind of the thing you're describing. Like you you're mis you're mistaking the map for the territory. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That that sort of um, yeah, I think that's a good way of summing it up. Okay. Um. But. Going back to your thing of why we just let people like business do business, right? Yeah, yeah. I do think it's important to regulate um, business ventures. Yeah. Because business, I mean, I might be wrong. Fuck, I'm always wrong. <laughs> um, I'm not always, but it's, it's, it's an awareness. We're, we're yeah, building towards um, something. Um, Business, like to, to, to run a business, I don't know, you probably know a fair bit more, um, but you have, you have like a goal, mission statement or something like that, what you want to do, yep. what you want to produce. And it totally depends on what you incorporate into that goal. Um, so it needs to be for, a, for a, like to, to operate as an entity, not yep. just a business, an entity in the world. You need to have a much more holistic understanding of what, in you uh, you impact on and what impacts upon you not yeah. just through a fiscal not just through fiscal eyes yeah that's the i mean that, that's kind of the, the the issue of it it's like uh, businesses their their goal is so narrow and they and they're not they they they're actual they're not grounded in the in the complete environment yeah and I mean, when you when you what's what was that uh, term? You said the misplaced, misplaced concrete. concrete. I, I imagined like this. Uh, I, I I just I'm, I'm seeing like Avatar now, and they get these floating islands in the in the sky, and you're like, it looks cool. Yeah. But a tree shouldn't be growing <laughs> on a floating piece of dirt flying in the sky. Like yeah. the dirt's on the ground. Yeah. Like you know what's why do we have floating dirts in the <laughs> floating dirts yeah. in yeah. the sky. No, I think that's a really with, good with trees. Yeah. And and it's like it, it it's like it's, it's craziness. Like it, uh, maybe it, and in our world it's found a place where people can do business and they economically they don't they don't counter things like it's you know, totally the, rational. And this right uh, I'll just reset this. Okay. Um this 
is like this thing of of how of of you know, we learn a lot about the basis of economic theory, right? In in is based on the idea that the rational human being, you know, us as rational beings, yeah. our rational pursuit is in the pursuit of our own personal wants and needs. Yeah, um, yeah. But I don't, I don't think that that's the be-all, end-all sum-up of human beings. Yeah, well, well the, the thing about this is um, this is like a kind of a mi- misconception. At least, uh, like, I, I uh, read about Austrian economics uh, as, a, as a hobby. And the thing about it is, uh, like, like Hayek and Rothbard will, talk, will say um, that, that people are rational... Um, and it can sound odd because we all know that people do irrational things. They mm. spend money on things they don't need and they, you know, they get drunk and hurt people or they do all kinds of stupid things. Um, but rational in the economic context, yeah. at least in the Austrian economic context, means something slightly different. It means that someone formulates an, an intention and, and acts to, to realize that intention. So it may it may seem like, for example, the, the classic example is uh, if if you're a, a witch doctor, um, and uh, well, I, I mean maybe there are some there are probably some very good witch doctors, but let's uh, let's assume that um, doing a rain dance doesn't actually cause it to rain, uh, and someone looks at the, the the witch doctor and says, well, this guy obviously is irrational and doesn't know what he's doing. But from his perspective, he, he is acting rationally because he has the belief that he can cause it to rain by doing a rain dance and that that is, that is rational. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's his intention. Yeah. And yeah. he's undertaking actions to achieve that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So mm. it's sort of the definition of rationality. Mm. Yeah, this is special definition. And so it can seem very weird when, when uh, someone from an economics background is talking about ra- um, rational actors and everybody knows that, <laughs> that, that people aren't rational. Yeah. yeah. But do you think there is something in that, like taking that mm. Austrian um, yeah. thinking yeah. Um, and like, do you agree? Do you agree in that context it, with that with that um, idea of of people act in accordance so to to, to achieve they set an intention? And act yeah, I think I think it's almost true by definition that that someone has uh, someone has an intention and they they act on that intention to to achieve something. It might be something completely. The, the goal might be ridiculous. The actions might be ridiculous, but they. Uh, in, in by this definition, the act is still rational. Because, mm. mm. you know, you can have, I guess you could have a totally rational um, fucking rapist. Or, or, yes, or, yes. Um, like he's, he's misled in his, his uh, you know, he's his mistaken in, in that, like what he's doing is, is a good idea, but what he's doing in, in uh by this definition, is is rational. It's sort of kind of like I mean I know we did a bit um a bit of I've done a bit of um, learning yeah. on um, Immanuel Kant. Okay, okay. And it's a little bit rusty, but the <laughs> um, everyone is born a rational being. Okay. 
Um, so rationality is inherent. We don't learn the rational decisions. We yeah. are rational, is what he argues. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember. Oh, man, now I need to do some research. Man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, uh, and I brought my notes and stuff, which is I'm pretty happy with, which I'd like to share with you guys. I've got all my notes sure. and all my stuff. That's really interesting. It's kind of some of it's quite like, what? But um, he was talking about, everyone's born a rational being, so they should be treated as rational, treated equally as rational beings. Um, but then there's, you know, the arguments kind of against it. It's like, well, what about, like, is a, is a, is a newborn baby born with rationality? You can kind of be like, well, yeah, yeah, of I course. Mean, of course, like, you know, they want food, cry. Yeah. You want um, love, you want whatever, you know. Um, but then what about a person with disability? Um, I think we touched on this yesterday and we're talking about apparently there's, there's some guy that was some genius that was discovered with an IQ of like 180 plus or something mm-hmm. and – we're talking about this school that that's, that's here in Mexico for people that are like super super IQs. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I'm always getting a little bit funny with this topic because I guess it touches on like rationality. Whether okay, you might be really smart, but you know, are you functional? Yeah. Are you rounded? Yeah, like, you know, like like this this dude might be able to work out, you know, where there is a god or mathematically work out, you know, all this craziness. Like, you know, he could come up with something. Forty two. <laughs> yes, exactly. But but what well, you know, can he can you go to a bar and have a conversation about it? You know, or, or can he just you know put forward an idea? You know, in some in some syntax that no one's able to really, no one's on that level yeah. to understand. So I think you know a certain level of of being able to. To operate, share, yeah. to operate, to, to interact. No, I think that's important, definitely. If you can't share, if you can't, like if you're just way too, you're too deep. In, too deep. Too I, deep I, can you, know, you get too deep? No, 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 no. Like as in, as in like to the point with, with maybe a specialization or, or, or your ability to, you know. You recover. isolate. Yeah. You, your own mind and, and you're not. Yeah, that's what I mean by you're not functional. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to jump back to like we're talking about business. Yeah. Like business is not functional. Like, you know, like uh, environmentally, maybe, you know, they're, maybe they're not achieving. Okay, they're achieving their goal. You know, they, they get their, their mission is to make, you know, something happen, a product, you know, to create uh, some kind of financial revenue for their shareholders or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. business. And you, you said you, there's always a place for regulation, I think if they were able to understand, you know, the, the larger, you know, economic cost of what they were doing, then the regulation would be obsolete. And that's definitely a really good point. I was just thinking about that before when I was like, actually, hold on, regulation is super clunky. It's um, slow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a, I, I believe in regulation, but I don't believe in government regulation. I think government should stay out of it completely. Yeah, right. And people should find other ways like... Like, you know, you have the, um, like consumers can make a choice, especially these days when, when people got, get more wealth, they can choose products which are good for the environment. And, um, you know, people get involved with, say, 
palm oil. People people in Australia are very aware, of, or a lot of people are not everybody, yeah. but but people are aware how palm oil affects the the forests in where is it in Indonesia? Borneo. I think in Borneo. Okay, okay, uh, uh, and Indonesia, like most of yeah, right, coral orangutans. Yeah, yeah, and and so people consciously choose to to avoid those things and then you can also have things like thir- third party agencies which which uh give companies a tick of approval and say there's no palm oil in this or it's you know it's sourced from environmentally friendly sources mm-hmm. and that sort of thing but then you have also the challenges in that i mean there's challenges inherent in everything yeah right? the the transparency of those third yes party, yes um than the um, education of the populace. Yes, yes, so that's when people always a aren't, yeah. aren't exposed to the ideas or the abilities to think critically about things, yeah. know, p- consumers might be able to choose an mm. environmentally friendly product. Mm. But there's so much um, in the industry now greenwashing, which um, do you guys know? Greenwashing. So it's like, you know, it's kind of a play on brainwashing, but it's, you know, you mm. put a green leaf on something and you say it's sustainable yeah. and then people go, oh, yeah, it's sustainable. Mm. But where is that actually really coming from? Like, where, yeah. you know, put a green leaf on something and people think it's good yeah. because they're kind of um, needed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that, I, I think that's a problem too with, um, with yeah, with environmental organisations or with with uh, uh, charities, um, because people will give to charity without even saying, uh, you know, well, let me have a look at what you actually do here, you know, and how much do how much do people get paid? How much do the the people really get? And that was like there was a news story recently where I, I think it was that rapper Akon, and he came out and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, eliminate some disease or I'm going I'm to school everybody and, uh, you know, educate everybody in Africa. Uh-huh. And it costs like a hundredth of what, of the Red Cross's budget, <laughs> uh, embarrassing them. And everybody's asking, well, hang on, what has Red Cross been doing all these years? Where has that money been going? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's a very, um, the, 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 the concept of aid mm. has got, some pretty dubious fucking yes um, like it's 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 the it can be the opposite yes of it can achieve the opposite it's not um like it's it's like undercutting self-determination yes yes um totally Mm. like i remember right in bethlehem yeah bethlehem so it was in bethlehem Doing the do, you know, looking at <laughs> hanging out in the manger, fucking hanging out in the manger. <laughs> fucking went to the church nativity. There's Jesus's birthplace. It's going on <laughs> selfie with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then there's you know a bit of a fucking war and there's a bit of a war going on. This little one, um, right? Uh, but there was you know I was staying at this um, in one of the refugee camps. So there's three refugee camps Mm. and they're like you know but they're not like refugee camps you know you think of refugee camps tents and shit they're fucking these are like ghettos you know they're like buildings that have been there for it's like 70 years being refugees in Bethlehem 
So they've kind of turned into these towns. Yeah. Mm. Um, so there's Ida, Dehesha, and I stayed in Dehesha, and I can't remember the other one. But with my, one of my dad's friends, who's a drama teacher, mm. um, slash activist, slash educator, plus slash, you know. Um, and at the time, there was a strike going on um, for workers for UNHCR, UN, I can't remember which one it was, UN United Nations something. And so there's this aid okay. coming in, right? The, the, the thing is, there's this aid coming in um, to help refugees, mm. right? So America's giving money or, or there's places giving money through the UN. Mm. Um, and they're supposedly, you know, the, uh, the, the way it's supposed to work is, is, is Palestinians are employed mm. so that they start to get some self-determination. But they were um, protesting on the basic thing of we don't want your fucking aid. Yeah. We want to be we want to be given the our right, our environment to fucking work for ourselves. Yeah. To have some self-determination. Yeah. Yeah. Because the aid is like living at your mum's house for the rest of your life. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this idea because the, the whole time I'm kind of just processing what you're saying, see, yeah. seeing where you're going with it because there is a huge parallel that we, all, that we know. I mean, three Aussies, right? We, we got this little thing back home called Centrelink. Ooh. Yeah? yeah? And... You know, I, I didn't. I only recently I woke up to what they're doing in Australia. Like that's just a big, a big holiday island, right? And I know people that have been on. Explain what Centrelink is. Okay, okay. Centrelink is the the, oh, yeah, the social sure. security system of in in Australia. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know, it's it's quite. I mean, it's looking from from outside Australia. It's a very good system. I mean, I was in, in a taxi over here. I was, I was chatting to the taxi driver and he's like, oh, you know, from Australia. Excellent. You know, beautiful country. And, of course, you know, seeing the postcards. It's like, you know, tell, tell me. he asked me a couple of questions about kangaroos and spiders and is it really that dangerous and all that. But then after, you know, the, the small talk, we talked about, like, you know, the economics of, of Australia and how it's, mm-hmm. it's just a, a wonderful country, right? Now I know people that that have been that that are on Centrelink, and it's it's very good for when you know something happens to your company you're working with, and they give you, you know, a good six weeks to to find work, and they 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 might offer you a course, they they give you like you know financial supplement to you know get yourself back on your feet, or at least not at least not fall over in the meantime, and you know, so you can keep so you can keep going. But there's a lot of people that are just caught yeah. in you know why would I go to work in a job that's meaningless? That's going to make me feel like like rubbish um, when when I don't need to. I, I understand that, but the longer you're on that that wheel of of Centrelink, and you know, I'm going to educate myself to do a job that I want to do. That that want just diminishes, and then you end up at your mum's place for ten years, you know, on Centrelink and educating yourself with what commercial television. <laughs> 
Well, my my friend Ishmael said to me the other day is like you know people talk about getting rid of the the, the welfare system in, in Australia or or in the US, uh, but but the thing is the, there's like an underlying cause to this. Uh, it's uh, if you look at it um, like in a, a cynical way, you would say that um, the government creates all of these policies that make it very hard for people to get a job. Uh, or very hard to educate themselves, or they give you know give them a government education, which isn't extremely practical. Like you can't if you get out of twelve years of schooling and you only earn minimum wage, that is not a good education. Uh, and that, so all of these all of these policies to to disenfranchise these people, and then on the other hand, you say, oh well, you know, don't revolt, <laughs> don't protest, don't take to the streets, because we're going to give you money, we're going to support you. Stay on the government tape. <laughs> and I think there is totally, like, there is big truth in the um, hmm. the negatives of, of they're getting caught in that system, getting caught yeah. in, the, in the cycle of, the, it's the victim. Yes. Getting caught as a victim and because it's, it's, it's um, yeah, mentality it's entitlement like, oh, mentality yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah and I think mentality. in Australia, totally, there is fucking um, this huge apathy mm. with the general populace. Mm. And I feel it. I know that feeling. And I felt it in Australia. This like, <sighs> fucking, why, why bother? Like, why? It's just, <laughs> fucking, oh, government shit. Oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah yeah well people say this this is because may, maybe it's because um that that australia was was uh you know a lot of australians are descended from convicts and so they have th- this attitude like we're we're kind of in a prison and, and they're going to do what they're going to do uh and we don't really have much choice about it uh we can bitch about it a lot but <laughs> that's about it yeah right. Interesting <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the convict mentality. Well, this this invisible glass box that you that you're trapped in. You fall into the system, and it seems great. I do nothing, and I'm receiving money, and I got all the the time to work on. It's like that. I. It's as a, cool. As a, yeah, it's like it, it's cool to have the time, and you know, for the first couple of days, it's like you know, I'm going to go get a job, but you know, it's good weather. I'm going to go to the beach today. I'm going to hang out with my mates, and and you get you get caught. I have trouble explaining the problem with that to people outside Australia. Yeah, right. Like here in Mexico, it's like you know what? Like um, I, I've had the comments: go, go back, go back to Australia. Take your wife, have a few, have have your family, you know, and let the government look after you. Like you know, you have a good government. What the hell are you doing here in Mexico? Let the government look after you. You know, you've. It, you know all that, okay. yeah. Without 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 going through the whole example, it's like, yeah. What have I had to come up with to try and explain to somebody what the problem with that is? Because unless unless you're in and you've seen both sides, and then you've seen like other examples, like you know what that is, what that's done to other countries, it's like it's very hard to explain that idea. And especially if they haven't got like a you know they they're, they're not very um, well open minded. Hmm. So it's like. You're, you're a free human being. You're getting free money. You have all the time in the world. That sounds great. But then how sad do the animals look in the zoo when they have, you know, a nice enclosure and they get delivered food every day? And that's like that's level one. Then you think, okay, take that, that tiger 
and go put it back in the, the jungle. Like, you know, what sort of tiger is that? Like, wh- what have you become? Hold on. Uh, the tiger that was in captivity is then put back into the wild, back yep. into the jungle. Yeah, well, what, but it does, and it's grown up in captivity. Well, it's, yeah. Or it's, grown, or it's grown accustomed to it. It's grown accustomed to it. It yeah. goes back into the natural environment, doesn't know what to do. Doesn't feel like it needs to do anything. Like it's, it's. Dies well, pretty quickly. <laughs> it, it, it's worse than that because, yeah, no, not only, I mean, it has to, it will die because it doesn't, um, even if it knows, like, I'm hungry, I need to go find something to eat, you know, it mightn't be able to process that activity efficiently. And I think that's kind of what you lose by by being exposed to a a social welfare system that does support you. You, you lose that 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 hunger to mm. to go in to go in and, and, and necess- live a full necess- life. The, 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 you lose the, um, the necessary necessity. Simple bare necessities of life. Um, <laughs> you lose the necessity because you don't have to worry. Yeah. That's the, like, you know, to, to, you don't have to think about where your next meal is going to come from. Or, yeah, you don't have to think. You don't have to think. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to think. It's true. Shit, you're not thinking? <laughs> and then, and then you, there's, no, there's no choice. Like, the, the, you, don't, you don't even think you need to choose anymore. You're just kind of going with the flow. And, I mean, I think, like, to play devil's advocate as well here, I think there is a real importance of a welfare system for people. Like, there's genuine, like, okay, me, I'm probably not a good example because I've fucked the system. <laughs> I have used and abused Centrelink to shit. Whoa, man, I can thank Centrelink very much. I think <laughs> I would like to thank Centrelink right now for all of the tattoos on my body. Um, and, and look, maybe there's a little bit of kind of like, fuck, kind of, I kind of like, you know, used and abused this system that's there to, to help. But if you don't, if you don't, I feel, mm. utilize this system. Fucking use and abuse this system for what it is. I am what they would, would um, fucking Tony Abbott and fucking old mate Hockey. <laughs> That's um, Joe Hockey for all of you listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> Prime Minister and the Treasurer of, a, of the Australian government. Wankers! <laughs> um, I am the classic, like, fucking dull bludging using the system because oh you know i've got centrelink and i get a cash job and <laughs> man i i fucking used and but all of my friends do the same thing you know they're gonna get that money back anyway they can exactly anyway, so. <laughs> they fucking they'll get it back through fucking yeah, other ways um services tax or see yeah tariffs, um, whatever whatever they can and but I also think there is important, like when people, when you don't have a safety net in society, mm. para Amer- North America, <laughs> you see a North lot America. like North America. But they do. They do. What, in, in the United States, they have a huge welfare system. Man. Yeah, they but do. it's, dude, it's like, it's, I think it's different. In fact, right, well, I'm, I'm not going to say I know I'm a big, big um, knowledge base on this, but I think yeah. it's fundamentally different in America to Australia, like, like for, for Centrelink mm. and then your, your welfare. Yeah, unemployment I mean, insurance. Or, yeah. yeah, but like have a look at the statistics. I don't know them right now, <laughs> but the unemployment, like, I mean, before I got here, right, 
Yeah. Before I got to Mexico, I was in LA, and my friend took me on this tour of mm. LA. Mm. And this is sort of touching on a few more things than um, just yeah, the welfare tell, well, state. Well, tell us but, all about about LA, and then. But we'll go. I, we'll go. Okay. Okay. Um, so he took me on this tour, right? Mm. Of trying to, you know, show me the thing that is LA, this fucking entity of fucking car, <laughs> like the ultimate roadway fucking city. <laughs> right. And the zero public transport, or the terrible, <laughs> awful public transport. I think someone was talking about, he was talking about, I think it was him, he's like, nah, he, he thinks it might have been designed by Henry Ford. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, the whole fucking place is designed for personal vehicles. Mm. One person in a huge motherfucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he took me on this tour, right? And. We started off in Watts, uh, the Watts Towers, mm. which is, I don't know if you guys know, but Watts is, you know, where big, the big race riots were in the 60s. Mm. Um, big, um, so big black population revolted and fucking like, like they had to bring in the National Guard and shit because mm. it was about oppression, you know, so... Um, and, and so they segregation. had to respond with more oppression. Is that what, is that what he's saying? No, no, no. The riots were oh. about um, the oppressive nature of segregated society. Yep. Um, mm. And so we would watch. And I was staying in... Oh, God, I've got to try and stay on topic with this shit. It always goes like, wow! Um, but I was staying in El Segundo, which I thought would be a cool place because there's that Tribe Called Quest song. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my anyway. It's a good. Song. Um, <laughs> Does he get the wallet back? I gotta get it. Got got to get it. <laughs> I don't know if he gets the wallet back. I should have fucking like really sit down and analyze those lyrics. Now that I've been there, maybe there's some insights into El Segundo that I didn't. Maybe yeah, he's like actually El Segundo sucks. Don't go there. <laughs> um, Read between but, the lines. Maybe. Yeah, and and I, I felt like I was living in this kind of like this on this film set. It just didn't feel real. Mm. I went to Watts, and it was the ghetto, and I felt pretty uncomfortable. Mm. But it was also real as fuck. Mm. And there was community, and there was arts. There was an arts like I went, we went into this art center and watched this thing on the dude who um, built this towers, beautiful, amazing towers made out of old refuse from all over the city that this wow. dude spent 30 years building this like Italian, little Italian concrete up back in the 60s, mm. 50s. Um, anyway, Watts and then we went through chicken and waffles, rascals, <laughs> which is hilarious as well. But Watts and then South, you know, South Central and Compton and, and then um, went into the city and went into the arts district. And so downtown's like super cool now, you know, mm -hmm. super trendy. And then drove through this place called Skid Row, which is a fucking tent city, man. Like, mm. like looks like a third, looks like a slum in Mumbai. Mm. And these are people you can see who have fallen through the cracks. And you can see it. You mm. can see these people who are totally, totally fucked. <laughs> in the most fucking like... University educated. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
No, sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's that that is the that that's the culmination of my my university education. <laughs> <laughs> These people are fucked. I think kind of tying these two concepts in in because of there's been they've never been taught how to do shit for themselves mm. then they've been caught in this loop of 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 um they've basically had all of their abilities taken away from them I think yeah yeah, yeah. by a society that doesn't teach its citizens properly yeah, it's not very. I'm not really um, <laughs> um, saying this with a whole lot of intelligence, but <laughs> I did have a big night last night. <laughs> um, and then there's a little bit of welfare, but it, they really don't like. They you can man, they just don't get supported. They get just moved from one place to another. They fucking like a lot of them are addicted to drugs of one sort or another. Um, and the, the welfare system is in America, I think is set up to be, le- I think it is less, this is kind of conjecture as well. So mm. I don't have tons of facts to, okay, um, okay. so it would be good. Note to self, do some research. On, <laughs> know what I'm talking about. <laughs> know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, but the, 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 the welfare system in America mm. is much less set up to for self determination mm. um, is kind of just you know you get food stamps and you get um, like a bit of money yeah and then you rely on fucking like these people are full on relying on like tricks of the trade they learn or handouts you know like mm. but Going back to my point on this long and arduous route, <laughs> um, I think the Australian welfare system yeah. is important to support people to do. Like my father, right? Mm. Couldn't have done what he, he became an actor. Like he did agro ag- economics, and then was like, "Fuck that! I want to be an actor." <laughs> and he's done some amazing work. Not not an economic actor. No, <laughs> not a rational agent. <laughs> um, um, and he and and Centrelink supported him when he was he couldn't fucking like you don't you you poor motherfucking actor you don't get shit from that shit man. Mm. Um, and supported our family when we were you know we've never we we've, we've had times when we were real hard up you know no cash mm. and having family payments helped us survive. Yeah. And there's this, like, I think the welfare system has its pros and has its cons, but you've got to educate people to understand how not to get trapped in that. Yeah, yeah. It's not so much get rid of the welfare system. I don't think we should get, I'm not, I'm not a supporter of, of getting rid of welfare. Mm. I think it's important, but, I mean, totally... Mm, education to understand your own predicament. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a more important thing than the welfare. Like, if if you if the education is really good, then you don't really need the welfare, yeah. or you don't need as much. the The thing about it is, uh, if you have a, a government welfare system, 
what normally happens is 70% of the money will go to the bureaucrats and 30% of the money will go, will go to the people who actually yeah, need right. it. Uh, uh, whereas in, in, a, in, in a private charity, it's, it's normally reversed. And um, like before the, before the New Deal in the United States and before it started having a, a welfare state, uh, people would do things like uh, mutual aid societies and, and cooperatives. Yeah. So, so say that you have a, you have a neighborhood and you have like a food bank. So, if somebody loses their job or something, you, they they go down uh, and you know all of the all of the neighbors are contributing to this. They give a, a little money every month, or they you know give their uh, a few cans of food or something. Uh, and so the so the community bands together. And this is I think this is. Um, it's it's kind of a sneaky consequence of uh, welfare programs because it gets people dependent on the government rather than having this community-based system mm. where they're focused on helping each other. That's a good point. Mm. I definitely think that's a good point. Mm. Um, and there's definitely um, arguments for the, 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 the government Welfare system, it's just not Fuck represented. Fuck the government, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good try, but... <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I do... I, I think that is a good point. Hmm. Um, that government welfare system is just... N- it's not representative of what people actually need. Yeah. Because it's this yeah. blanket approach. Because it's inherent in a, lot, in a huge, massive bureaucracy. Hmm. That it's just one-size-fits-all approach. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, problem yeah. money. Yeah, just throw some money at it. Just increase the national debt, you know. We'll pay it off one day. Yeah. No, we won't. We won't. <laughs> uh, and I think, I, think, I think there is a, like, you're definitely making a good point for that. that I mean, the community, um, the organizational structure mm. is a much more... Um, on all levels, yeah, positive yeah. Um, structure. Yeah, people helping each other, and it's more focused to the needs, and they know each th- other. And, but yeah. do you think as well, like that mm. can tie back into this thing of, you know, the rational, the rational individual. There's this emphasis on the individual rather than the community. Okay, but it is about the it is about the community. It's just yeah, about no, the community on the small that, scale. But this, this where, is like so yeah. so like. In, in, in Western culture, mm. the thing of not have, of, of, of sort, like I, I feel like we kind of have a, um, a more separated society mm. than in like say, I'm just going to go real blanket Eastern culture. Right. Um, because, you know, we all, and, and especially like, you know, like you've all got your car, and you've got your house, and you've got your backyard, and you've got your neighbors mm. who you kind of know. You're mm. like, hi, you know, how was yeah. your day? Good, thanks. Yeah, you too. Yeah, how are the kids? Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there is not that community, there's not that connection. Mm. Um, do you think that that is a consequence of, in part, the cultural mm. mor- morality, the moral framework of, 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 of Western 
culture as, as overemphasis on the individual rather than the community? Or do you think there is, I mean, I'm sure there's many, many different aspects that kind of influence that. But yeah. do you think that that plays a part in... Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, my, my buddy Jeremy in Melbourne said, says to me, like in, say, uh, maybe India, you, you go there and say somebody, well, you, you don't go there. You Say you're born there. And, and uh, say you get to a stage in your life, you, you know, maybe you're 25 or 40 years old, and, and you're like, hmm. 25 just, or 40? Okay. And, <laughs> both, yeah, either. Sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, hmm, I kind of need uh, time to um, figure stuff out. And and your friend or your brother will say, well, it's fine, you know, you can sleep on my couch and, and you know, meditate and, and just take sure, your time. Sure, yeah. 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 Uh, and, and they don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, and, yeah, that is the, a kind of manifestation of, of the cultural values that you're talking about. And... Yeah, well, these days, I, I think that kind of thing, I, th I think that value still exists in Western culture. Uh, and, I, yeah, I don't think individualism overshadows that entirely. But I see things like, um, for example, uh, like the first, first thing that comes to mind is the, the Silk Road trial. Do you know anything about yeah, this Yeah, I know, I know about Silk Road. Yeah, so, so Ross Albright had, had this problem where he's, um, you know, a huge government organization wants to put him in a, put him in a cage for the rest of his life. Um, and people see that and they, they recognize the injustice of it and they say, well, I'm going to support this guy and they send up letters and, and they give money to his appeal fund and stuff like that. Uh, and... And, yeah, I mean, it's not exactly the same as, as letting your friend sleep on your couch for 12 months, but it's, it's, the, it's related. The, the, yeah, the, the, um, the, what do you call it? The, 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 the origin of the, um, mm. I want to say origin of the feeling, but that's not very, um, okay. the action, mm. like the community sort of the reaching out yep. as opposed to, oh, that sucks. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. couch isn't that comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that cell certainly isn't comfortable. Yeah. What yeah. did happen with um, old mate? Uh, well, we uh, let's see. We we were at um, we were at this event in Acapulco, and some people who were there spoke about it, like uh, Julia Toriansky and, and Roger Ver and, and uh, Mac Davis were telling us the. Like they spoke on a panel and gave us the, the breakdown of it. We'll put a link in the description to the talk. And the, um, yeah, it's it's a bit complex, but basically, the the gist of it is, it was a kangaroo court, and you know he got stitched up. He got made to appear as if he was uh, some kind of mafioso or or something. Uh, and yeah, now he's you know he's he's in he's in jail and he's. Um, He's trying to do positive things in in prison, like educate people, help people get their their, their high school education and uh -huh, stuff like uh -huh. that. That's it, yeah. But he's locked. Yeah, he's locked up. So the, there's still an appeal. So you know, send send some money to to uh, the Free Ross if you, movement if there. Out there. Yeah, Free Ross movement. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. The 
Oh, yeah, right. So, so, so yeah. going back to this um, thing of the welfare state, mm. do you think, you know how you, okay, so going back to talking with um, Mexicans here and they're like, why, yeah. why don't you just go back? You've got fucking great. Um, do you think that because they don't have a welfare state and they've had to grow up without that safety net, yeah. they've developed as humans more uh, like developed a maybe what is it a work ethic or a, um, like why well, why you, do you think you mentioned like this this moral compass yeah. that that I think is is significantly different collectively from Australia compared to Mexican people there's it just it's a different it's a different culture so we'll start with that um, yeah there's no safety net here compared to I think if if you if you said, okay, my mate's gone through a tough time, he needs somewhere to crash. Like this has happened, you know, let's say two months ago. You know, a friend of, of Joanna's, you know, needed somewhere to crash. Where they where she was wasn't suitable for her and her baby. And, you know, my, my mother-in-law just took a straight in. You know, like friends are friends, yeah. no issue. Come crash here with me. You know, you've got your own space. Take, take as long as you need. Of course, you know, that's, she only stayed for a couple months. But that was like a, you know, no question, you know, would, would take people in mm. and, and help them out. Um, I, I'm not sure whether, whether um, I'm trying to think how, like that, that's just one example that, that I'm completely familiar with, um, that my mother-in-law just took in a friend of my, of my wife's just because, you know, I don't have a, the, play, uh, the space at my place and it's probably not that comfortable and she had no problem with it. But I think here in Mexico, people... Although there's a lot of people that are in a tough situation, like you know, I'm I'm interested in in what your experience was, you know, going through what, like a slum in LA to me, I, like I'm not even aware of that, like that that seems alien to this. How, let's let's say here in Mexico, everyone is it's a it's a fight, like it's it's a survival from from the beginning, and like I think everyone has this this urge to to make. To, to make something, you know, to do something. Yet I feel like the, the scene for actors and, and art, like artists, is, um, you know, is, is quite large. And not because people do it because they, they feel like you know, they're going to make a career of this, but they, everyone does what, what, they, what they feel like they need to do. And I think that, that's kind of, that's a big difference. I think here in Mexico, it's pretty less people that are, are following a career path because, you know, that's going to make them money. Like I think here in Mexico, people do what they what they feel like they have to do naturally. There's there's an urge to produce something they they're passionate about. Like I think that's a a moral. I think I, I'm going to put that in the, the basket of like a, a moral compass. It's like now now that I'm here, it's like there, there's no I haven't there's no safety basket. And I think that's why I love talking to people that are here from other countries, like expats that are doing like, business here. It's like it's it's a tough gig. Like you know it's. There's no, there's no bottom. Like you fall, you just keep falling. You know, I mean, you could, you could end up on the outskirts of a city. You know, living in, living in like a, a in, in trash yeah. or you know, living in a dump. If you don't get, like, if you don't get your head together yeah. and work out, you know, what am I going to do to, you know, survive? I mean, even, I mean, even in Australia, like you think you have the career and you know that that's fine. You know, I'm working through. I'm going to, I'm educating myself. And you have got the idea of that pension at the end. Like here, there's, there's no, there's no pension. Well, there is, there is for government, for government employees. Like I, like I, speaking 
half of my, my family that are, that are Mexican that are here. It's like their, their career isn't go to university and become a, a doctor or a lawyer, although, you know, although a good handful have. Um, it's if, if, if they feel like that's not what I'm passionate about, they, they join the military or they, they join the police force or they join, you know, politics because that's their security. That's their net. So I think people, people look for a net out of, out of fear because I guess it is I – haven't, I haven't faced it. I haven't been in the situation where, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. But some days I feel like I'm not far off that. Like you, you wonder. Like I, I think, you know, for me to, for me to grow, maybe I need to pull out, pull out that pin and say there is no way I'm going back to Australia. Like that, that would be – that would make me see the safety net. Like no, that, that is my safety net at the moment. Yeah, it's like well, you know, worst case, I'll I just go to Australia. But then, but sometimes, you know, now now that it's myself and my wife, it's like that that option's much harder. Yeah. So you know, I need to I need to remove that from any part of my my mind and say no, I'm here, and this is I need to make this happen. So I, I know, I'm I'm trying to understand that 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 idea of of you know what what happens when there's no when there's no safety net but i'm so programmed like yeah, i'm trying to i'm trying to chip away man, that, that clay what the fuck am i man i'm just saying, like like you know i have super safety net um pero <laughs> an interesting point here that i've been so when you when you're a student studying overseas you are eligible for centrelink you get paid to be over here. If I was being paid Centrelink um, while you study, right? Yeah. But I've had a big fuck up with Centrelink and they, it was basically big, big fucking, like a mistake on their part because I'm an eligible student for Centrelink. But now I'm not, a, I'm not, I'm not getting paid Centrelink to be over here. Yeah. And there's, there is potentially options for appeal and the appeal with the appeal process takes months. It's hard work. And I'm like, and so, you know, my parents have both been like, just throw it out of your fucking mind. Operate as if you don't have that. So, so now we're, we're tigers back in the jungle. And we're like, well, and I'm like, I got these, okay. claws. <laughs> you know, I, I got some strong legs. Like, what do I, what do I do? How do I use this again? Yeah. And you know, for, for me personally, that that's been like, you know, I'm not going, I'm, I'm not going back to being, you know, soft. Yeah. And, and I think speaking for Australians, you know, we're, we're pretty soft. soft it's like, you know, Ooh. traveling through some of these slums that you visited and you're like, you said you're uncomfortable. Like I've been parts in Mexico where it's like you know I'm I look the part I speak Spanish well enough uh-huh. I um, you know I'm a little bit uncomfortable and it's like well get rid of that like what what is that like you know that that is not useful to me right now and you know you need to get that that animal back. Mm. It's it's true. I'm totally like you know and I can feel it right now. I'm like dude, I am a fucking piece of bureaucratic molded putty. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because yeah, I have that safety net. I, have, I can feel I'm soft. You know, I don't yeah. have, but, uh, and, and I was like, fuck, I'm not going to get Centrelink over here. I'm going to have fuck all money. Like, fuck, I want to buy a watch us. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, and I was talking to my brother and he was like, dude, it's going to be challenging, but 
this is actually going to be a, like a mad opportunity to, okay, you can't, don't have that option. Be creative. Yep. And necessity breeds creativity. Hardship breeds creativity. When people have to fucking, they don't have the safety net. They have to, they fucking have to make it work. You make it work yeah. or you fail. Yeah, It's quite like... Um, I, I think we did this huge roundabout on the, on the original question of like, you know, what's the, this, this, what's the, the moral... Um, no, I brought that in. No, it was like the, the difference between like what's Mexico like, the culture that doesn't have that, that backing. And it's like they don't know the difference. Yeah. You know, they've always had, they've always had, well, they haven't been molded. So they kind of just. But do you think you they know, haven't been molded? They haven't been molded in that sense. No, it's a different mold. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a different mind. And, you know, I, I, I can, I see as a group 25 to 40 that just give up. That is, that is, don't give a shit anymore. So that was our new friend, Charlie. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks yeah. for listening. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to tune in again. Uh, share, please share, send it to your friends. You want to see what, what, are, what real Australians are all about, how we think, <laughs> what we talk about, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, please. Share. Share with your Australian and non-Australian friends. Mm, sharing is caring. Yeah. It is. And uh, yeah, jump on the website, paradiseparadox.com. Uh, subscribe to the newsletter, mailing list, whatever. Uh, press, uh, press donate. Give us a tip. Uh, put, a, put a few fivers in our coin jar so you can let us know that uh, our work is splendiferous, amazing, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious and and perfectly mellifluous every time we speak. So, so uh, lay, lay that down, lay some, down, down some funky tracks to the tune of one US dollar bill per episode that you like. And, and uh, what else? In God we trust. <laughs> right. Some of those Federal Reserve notes. My dear, my dear best love, my favorite girl, Federal Reserve note. And, and then uh, jump on over... You see the paradiseparadox.com you see at the top. It says shop Amazon. And that's going to mean that you click through that and everything you buy on Amazon, we get a little a little piece of that action. So it's not going to cost you anything more. So don't worry about that. But if you're going to buy a copy of Enter the Void or some some uh, spiritual book, the Tibetan Book of the Dead or, or a, a brand spanking new copy of the Apocrypha, jumping over to theparadiseparadox.com, press shop Amazon, and, and away you go. Take yourself on a magical adventure, magic carpet ride, 79. Excellent. And, yep. Don't forget to comment. I would like to hear. I'd like to hear what you thought out our ideas. Uh-huh. Send us a few other ideas. Uh, let us know what you, what you enjoyed so we can you know, pursue those paths and make future episodes. A little direction wouldn't hurt. Yeah. We need some. Yeah. <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> we, just, we just turn up and talk. Hang out. It's a our thing. Great. So follow, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Trouble Bubble. I'm at Battle AZ. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Pocket Casts. Be cool. Uh, eat lots of fresh fruit. It's good for you. And drink water. Goodbye.